Welcome to episode 12. Thanks everybody for joining today. This is a very special occasion. We've got three guests today and it's the holiday season. Christian Kassab, Adam Peters, my sister Lauren Walkon. Thank you guys for returning for your second appearance. How are you guys doing today? Adam, go ahead. You can start. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. It's kind of that post-Christmas, pre-New Year, sweet spot. Um, yeah, things are things are going well. Good time here. Christian, how are you doing? Dude, I'm also swell. I am uh, feeling the little post-holiday exhaustion, you know, after doing the rounds on my mom's side of family, my dad's side of family, and then hosting, and then staying up late. And uh, But, you know, we're getting well-rested now and uh, just enjoying some time off. That's the dream, man. Lauren, any uh, any updates for, for us? Are you going to interrupt me and be like, I don't care, bro? I was actually thinking <laughs> about that, but I've decided I'm going to I'm going to give you that. I'm really going to give you that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, January is looking good. I love the new year because then I get to like make a bunch of goals and not reach them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but yeah, life's good. No complaints. It's good. I'm glad everybody kind of touched a little bit on the holiday, you know, aspect of things because it is one of the best times of the year. There's nobody's in school right now. A lot of stuff's closed, more time with family, you know, last second gift wrapping, all this stuff. I know we're post Christmas again, we're in the sweet spot right now, but is the perfect time for a holiday special episode, okay? And, you know, Let's go. the best part about it is, you know, the, I know the, uh, what is it? The I think the NFL draft is in, like, April, May. The NBA draft is in June. The podcast holiday special draft is today. We're doing it today, and I'm talking movies, music, mishaps, traditions, whatever the case may be. We're going to do a snake draft, and we're going to have a bunch of different categories, and it's going to be electric. Now, one oh my gosh. I love this so much. Crucial caveat here. Crucial caveat. We're going to be pretty liberal with eligibility for, like, for example, with holiday movies, right? Like, oh, is, is Die Hard really a Christmas movie, right? You know what? If it makes you feel warm inside and you watch it in, you know, the December, January era, it counts, okay? Yeah. If you like watching Bruce Willis run around and, you know, a wife beater taking on, you know, the, the, the terrorists that happens to be on Christmas Day, all the power to you. I that think, is a Christmas movie. Can I just say something? Yeah, please. So I like, I didn't. I've never seen Die Hard all the way through. And I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, it is a Christmas movie. It's the best Christmas movie. But like, I think it is a Christmas movie because the plot is directly influenced by the fact that it's Christmas. True. I think the reason they're all gathered in. It is a Christmas party. In like Nakatomi. Yes, it is. is Yeah. Because it's Christmas. It's a good. I've seen the movie. It's good. And then there's the thing where on the bear it says like, ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun now. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's Christmas. I mean, I. I don't know. It definitely contributes to the plot for sure. I think so. Even if the crucial thing is, even if it didn't, if you like watching it this time of year, it counts. So you, that's, you know, so, go ahead. School of Rock is eligible. Absolutely. It's eligible. Because I like, I like watching it every time of the year. There's never a long time of year for it. So no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, put in a movie like that, but you know, yeah, I see Alex, what, I see what you're getting at. I see what you're Alex getting at. Alex is pimping now. <laughs> most important yeah. I'll be nice snake later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll do a snake draft. So, for example, what we'll do for the first round, well, we'll give Christian the, the first pick here. We'll do kind of go in a circle here. Well, Christian, Adam, second pick, me, third pick, Lauren, fourth pick. Lauren, you're then going to get the fifth pick, and then we're going to go right back around in the circle. Oh, gotcha. Everybody gets three picks. We'll see if we can get through enough movies. If you guys run out of options, I wrote down a bunch of candidates before, so, you know, we'll be able to kind of fish around. But 
Um, Christian, number one overall pick. Does you know you're on the clock? Is this the movies? This is the start with movies. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, the number one overall pick for movies. <clears throat> I think it's a it's a pretty popular one. I wouldn't say it's unanimous, but I, for me, I remember growing up watching this movie um in the car like we had that like little dvd player that would like come down you know yeah, yeah. always this was the one we'd always put on there i remember i was able to quote like every little line like it was the one like my dad would quote around the holidays too and it just it holds a special place in my heart it's got to be elf coming in at number one right you know it brings you had it. yeah that was it brings intro it brings the awesome. comedy it brings the comedy obviously will ferrell a career-defining performance everyone says stepbrothers i mean Elf is just, he is Buddy the Elf, yeah. right? Okay, we got the comedy, a little bit of like a the, the serious plot line going through with like Walter Hobbs and his, his lost child, you know? And yeah. then a nice little warm, fuzzy ending with that, is it John Williams on the score? It might not be, but I don't know. But all I hear is the da, 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 when the sleigh is going off. Man, it's just, it's got everything. It's got everything. And, and the best part of all, it has a character that I can imitate pretty well. The Norwal, when he's saying goodbye to Buddy, he says, Bye, Buddy. I hope you find your dad. <laughs> so I mean, I'm taking off that number one. I think, you know, I, I, it's, that's my argument right there. It's a great number one overall pick. I, I don't really have a counter argument. Great movie. That's I actually remember I saw Elf like in pieces a bunch of times, then I finally saw it full time through, and it's an all time classic. Yeah. No, Elf is definitely. I remember one year for Christmas. I was like really young, and this is when I was like still a, a big Santa believer. Oh. And then we found this. There's like a little DVD in our Christmas tree. And I was like, "Oh my God, Santa brought us Elf on DVD!" <laughs> <laughs> that made me so happy. Yeah, that's the the great pick for number one. Bonafide classic, Adam. Your floor is yours. Mm. Okay, so there's a couple of options I've been running through in my head, and there's one that I hope. No, there's one that's just like it's 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 you know it's unanimous with Christmas, obviously, as all these movies are. That didn't make any sense. It's synonymous with Christmas. That's what I meant to say. Either word works great. <laughs> um, no, it's just fun. It's quotable. The music is great. I think this one was John Williams for sure. Uh, so my my pick for number two overall got to be Home Alone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, Macaulay Calkin made him a household name. Uh it's really fun to see Joe Pesci in this movie and then also see him in like Goodfellas or like The Irishman or something. Something where he's really menacing. Yeah. But then he's in this one and he's getting like hit over the head with like an iron or getting like his... <laughs> it's a glorified episode of America's funniest home video. It really I mean, is. It's, it's no, amazing. It really is. It's funny, like it spawned a lot of greater things like there's a lot of videos it's like er doctor reacts to home alone and they're like oh yeah this guy would have died here this guy would have died here um it's just like even now it's really funny i think this there was a scene oh i don't want to like okay this is technically from the second one which i didn't pick the second one but it fits with the sort of tone of the movie but um what's his kevin is like he's in a hotel and this guy's like making him a Sunday. And then he's like, two or three scoops, sir. And Kevin's like, make it three. I'm not driving. <laughs> funny. Like, I have the whole thing. It's just this little kid kind of living out every little kid's dream of being like alone and 
yeah eating all the junk food and like jumping around then also just being like i don't know just it's it's just really good it's a good movie and a kid being a kid kid exactly you know, <laughs> you're not the only one who thinks so i i think that movie grossed almost half a billion dollars like, i'm sure with like some re-releases and stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like people like it i think yeah. on the, i'm like ABC, that thing they show it like every night oh of course yeah like, of course I was going to say, that thing is a classic. I was going to say, you can't forget that it also spawned the greatest sequels of all time, Home Alone 3 and 4. Oh. Uh, <laughs> With Scarlett Johansson in Home Alone 3? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but actually, I would say, I, I, don't, I haven't done like an evaluation of this recently, but growing up, I was a Home Alone 2 kid. I liked Home Alone 1, but something about Home Alone 2, maybe it was that New Yorker deep down inside me. But yeah, Home Alone 2 always kind of spoke a little bit more to me. And the crazy, the, the, the creepy bird lady. Yeah, yeah. she was cool. You know what I'm talking about in Home Alone yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they got they got Shovel Man in Home Alone 1. They always got to have some like some yeah. character that's like ominous, but like ends up saving the day. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that's 100%. so cute. That is a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a nice yeah, but- early pick. Yeah, Home Alone one is is a very good pick. That is that's yeah. another classic. Oh, dude, how about how about the line at the beginning where they're like, um, what is it? It's like, oh, pass this back to Kevin. Pass this back to Kevin. Pass this back to Kevin. And then it gets all the way to the back, and then the first last person turns around. They're like, Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not. Here. Kevin's not here. It goes back, <laughs> and then the mom's like, Kevin's not here. <laughs> Play a little oh, telephone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was um was directed by Chris Columbus, but I think John Hughes was maybe like a producer. You know, like he's obviously done so many. Fourteen ninety two, Chris Columbus. Sail of the Ocean Blue. <laughs> <Yeah. Ocean> Blue. <laughs> you already accomplished, guy. Jack of all trades. Yeah, also did the first two Harry Potter movies. Wow, dude, they don't. The yeah, but that man is true. They never finished the phrase "Sail the Ocean Blue" and made Home Alone too. Oh, <laughs> oh. So, yeah. <laughs> this is in the year fourteen ninety two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What an unfortunate yeah, name. What an unfortunate name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that home alone is, is my pick for number two overall. I love it, man. I uh my for the third pick, I'm gonna pick what would definitely be Lauren's pick. I'm sorry, I'm gonna take it from you. I'm gonna go it's wonderful life. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, it's that is a top five movie for me, regardless of season. I love that movie, and I was doing some research on it recently, and it's interesting that it completely flopped at the box office. It had You can adjust for inflation and all that stuff, but it made $44,000 opening weekend. That's pretty – I know we just saw Avatar 2 come out, you know, and we'd like some, see some gargantuan, like, you know, $135 million. 44000 is bad in any era. So it didn't do very well commercially, but I think the, uh, the American Film Institute ranked it the most inspiring film ever made. Five Academy Award nominations – um and it obviously it's just like the most heartfelt amazing movie you have this guy george bailey who's just making sacrifices for everybody else and it's it kind of, it, it's the classic like trope i feel like where you know oh what, what if i was never born or something like that and it shows what life would be like for everybody else and it shows how the sacrifices you make really do make an impact on other people's lives it's it, it makes your heart super warm after warren will definitely always cries at the end i always cry yeah my oh my god because he has no money spoiler alert Lord, Lord, don't... okay okay <laughs> okay so then they say oh my brother george bailey the richest man in town but he's broke they're saying it because he's rich because he's all these people who love him and he's rich in love yeah, yeah. i have goosebumps thinking about it young I, you know what? that was a beautiful you know, rendition of the scene. I felt like I was watching. I know. Movie. I almost feel like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's just an awesome movie. And I, we watch it most Christmases, but um, it's just, I mean, I, I cannot explain. George Bailey is probably the most lovable character in any movie I've ever seen. And he's just, uh, he's just awesome. And if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. Was there, James Stewart alive when it made it big or no? Yeah, yeah he was alive. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, I think good, good. the reason it made it big, because it didn't, it wasn't big when it came out, but then it sort of like enters some, like the film space or whatever. Like you can, you pay a certain amount of money to use it and then a certain amount of time goes by where then the film becomes like free to run on TV mm-hmm. stations. I think when that happened, yeah. all these stations took ran off. Yeah. yeah. And then that yeah. made it so big, I think. It's when it started hitting syndication on TV. So like all the TV stations could just pick it up and start playing it. And like they would show it around the holidays. And so that's when it blew up. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. when it was in theaters, yeah. which is wild. Yeah. But dude, that's that's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. He talks about that one every Christmas. And he sits us down every not every Christmas, but a lot of Christmases and makes us watch it. And like I love I love that movie, but like not every member of my family loves that movie. So it's like I, I can understand, dad. especially it's like it's like, it's like the thing the dad forces everyone into, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, guys, our kids gather on the TV. Like you're gonna <laughs> First, speaking of your dad, <laughs> we were talking about your dad earlier, just about how like a nice guy he is. Mm-hmm. And Lauren was like, he is such a nice little muffin man. So... <laughs> what does that mean? Lauren, you think my dad's a muffin man? What is what does that mean? I mean? You said he's like he's a nice man. Why is he a muffin man? <laughs> the only thing I know about the muffin man is the song. Do you know the muffin man? I guess apparently I do know the muffin man. I live with him. <laughs> I remember the first thing I was like, Lauren, you're so weird. Amazing. <laughs> he's just a happy little person. I, hey, <laughs> he's not just an orthopedic surgeon. He also makes muffins. Because a lot of times surgeons are really mean, and he's just nice. He's a very, he's a, he's just a solid human being. Soph is a good guy. Yeah, yes. appreciate him getting a shout out here. I'll let him know to listen. He'll, he'll, he'll like that. Please do. Yeah. yeah. If he ever wants to make muffins, just let us know. <laughs> Dude, I just want to say before before we get to Lauren's, I'm sure amazing pick. Yeah. George Bailey, he's such a human character. Like I love yeah. that they like include like. It's someone who's like flawed. Like you like watch him go through his struggles. You know, it's not like all like it's not like Hollywood like how it is now, where it's like every character is like made up or it's like fantasy or it's like like an escape. It's like now nah, George is like a real guy like going through some like real shit, and like you have to like sit there for like the two and a half hours and like go through it with him, which I like appreciate about that film. You know, yeah, and just it- about films in general is when they kind of like show like like real things about it. Like they don't try and like I don't know sugarcoat everything. You know. It's more relatable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said, Lauren. Mm-hmm. After you, my friend. Well, Youngie did take mine, but I will go with you, Alex. I'm so ugly. Don't the Lauren, it's, it, the visual doesn't get posted. I know, okay. but I just I can't. It'll scar the future. Okay. What if I get plastic surgery and people say, "Oh, Lauren, did you ever get plastic surgery?" I'm like, no, never. And they see this video, like, "Oh, she lied." You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> my pick, my pick is love. Actually, okay. So I love love, and there are like six love stories that are like interconnected, which I think is so cool how they connect them, and they're just like wholesome love, except for the one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're just it's like wholesome love, and I kind of love how everybody falls in love really quickly, which I know is unrealistic. Like to say you're in love with someone and you know them for like two weeks is kind of ridiculous 
I like to barely interact with him be like, oh, I love, but I don't know why I find it endearing. I find it so wholesome and endearing and I can watch it again and again. Yeah, that's just all. Why have why have uh why have one love story, but you can have six in one movie. And they're all so different and everybody's normal, you know? Yeah. It's not like they're making this movie about like you know, it's kind of like down to earth, the people in the movie. Well, so Hugh Grant is the prime minister in the movie. Yeah, but he, there's okay. <laughs> he's just a guy at heart. <laughs> he's the everyman. I'm sorry. But He's very down to earth. As he is. He is really down to earth. Okay. And the other thing with that movie, Stone, because Lauren and I watched it with our cousins on Christmas Day this year, just a few days ago, and just electric cast. I mean, so Hugh Grant's the prime minister. You got what Lauren Linney, Alan Rickman, um, Liam Neeson. Who I love. Yeah. Uh, who Kira else? Kieran Knightley. Knightley's in it. Yeah. Sure. Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Rick Rick Grimes from uh, from The Walking Dead. The, the kid who voices Ferb and Phineas. Is Ferb. that Sam? I, what little kid wow yeah wow. didn't know that the voice of Ferb. yeah that is crazy that's crazy yeah huh. they didn't get paid much Ferb barely talks yeah Ferb, yeah. but you, uh, he gets paid a lot per word like that yeah not who i would have thought voice Ferb because Ferb's voice is kind of deep right yeah i guess he had yeah, puberty, puberty. You know? yeah, yeah yeah i'm just thinking of the little kid but he's probably like 19 or something when he voice yeah, yeah. my bad <laughs> yeah it's okay I said, but his most messed up, but yeah, puberty. Crazy great stuff, movie, man. Great movies. That, again, really like how they're all kind of intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know what, Lauren? That one just got added to the watch list because I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a must, man. Oh, that is a must. Love it. I'm yeah. So when you're dead, from the way it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? If you're dead, my dad would love it. Yeah. Be heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah, Julia. I, I'm. I think I've heard Julia talk about it before, so I'm sure she she's seen it and loves it too. Oh yeah. yay! Oh, or, pick again. right back to you. Yeah, this is the fifth pick. Oh god, it's okay. I'm also trying to think. We'll cut. I, I have a bunch of candidates. Uh, we've got. I feel pretty passionately about some of these. There's, there's the holiday. Um, hot take that was mid. I think it was mid too. Crazy Stupid Love is not a holiday movie, but I think it fits the genre. Uh, Inside Lou and Davis. No. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a great <laughs> holiday movie, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it has to be the perfect temperature Sorry. outside to watch that movie. <laughs> you got yeah. Bad Santa. Oh, I know. Uh, Polar Express. Home, oh, home, home Alone Two. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. That's what Whoa. I plan on using. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, Express makes no sense right. to me. Lauren, Lauren, you're gonna have to stop that slander right now because that's my pick. Oh, Unless man. Alex or Adam takes it before, great. okay? I won't take it from you, okay? Um, where's take the... it, take it. The internet? Yeah. Who puts, like, Alex, you don't even Christmas movies. You just put, like, random movies that are wholesome. Those are almost all Christmas movies. Uh... Oh, my God. You know what I've watched, like, eight times recently? And it's not good, but I've watched it again and again and again. Every Hallmark movie? Yes. But the one I'm referring to right now is The Princess Switch. It's the one. With, it's with what's Gabriella Montez's real name? Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, yeah. She has a doppelganger, and she and the doppelganger switch places, and she falls in love with the prince. The Duchess falls in love with her baker friend, and 
Yeah, I've watched it about eight times and could quote the movie. There is a sequel and what's a second sequel called? A trequel? <laughs> Another sequel. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know if there's a special name for it. Anyway, a trequel. So, I'm not the only one who liked it, okay? Great so, pick, man. That's my next pick. All right. Dude, I how about have you have you guys heard like the Oh wait, was that your pick, Warren? Oh heck yeah. South okay, Bill, love guys. It. Love it. All right, I'm going to go, uh, let's see, got my next pick here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, okay? Mm, hey, listen, yes. it's more of a TV special than an actual movie. I think it's the final, like, episode of Drake and Josh. Yeah. They all, like, that's when they look the oldest and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was the last thing filmed with them. And it's, like, it's actually a very wholesome movie. I mean, there's, like, a beautiful relationship between a monkey and a police officer. <laughs> um, you really i think you see drake and josh grow a lot you have josh has a cellmate named bludge i mean you know and it's just it's a it, it really does make them grow up it involves like it snows in san diego thanks to like the cheese, cheese derived yeah, yeah, snow yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah crazy steve is great i think my favorite part is that little kid who doesn't speak english and they're like yes Instead of saying Merry Christmas, he's like Fleeg, Fleeg, Isakwisi. Yeah. Watch part of this. No, I was just talking about it with somebody, and they um. Fleeg, Fleeg, Yeah. Oh my god. And eventually, bro, and then and then Luke doesn't want to sing, and then they're like Luke, Luke. Yeah. Like calling on him to sing. And then he he lets it rip. He sings hard, man. Um, and it's just they all come together in the end. Like he had all the supporting characters, like Craig and Eric, and you know, and and the hell. Um, and it's, it's like a really nice, you know, Walter and, and, uh, who they never say the mom's name. Her name's Nancy in the show. Um, they're actually married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are in like some weird vacation that Walter booked. And it's, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're trying to sit like their, their bungalow and it's just, it's, it's a big mess, but they all come together at the end and, you know, it's, it's a really fun episode. It's like an hour long and, uh, you know, Megan's in it, Mindy's in it, everybody's in it. So uh, I strongly re- recommend watching that, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's my that's my second pick. Mm. That's all, an amazing choice. All hey, these Drake you. and Josh like specials, like Drake and Josh go. Is it go Hollywood or go to? Hollywood? I think oh, the go show. Hollywood. Yeah, oh, really big then, shrimp. Yeah, and then really big shrimp. And yeah. then those are also good. Yeah, they killer man. It's just a really yeah good show. Great show. Yeah, picks to you, Adam. All right, is this the seventh pick? I believe so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my next pick is not. A surprise, if you know me, and that is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I knew you were gonna pick. Yeah, that. I, I was that, debating yeah. making that my first one, but I was because I I watched it on Christmas Eve. It's my mom's favorite Christmas movie. I, it's not even. It's like it's a, it was a TV special, so it's only like twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I I hesitate to really call it a movie, but yeah, it's still I got um. Like me and my brothers and my mom, we all watched it. And honestly, it's kind of depressing. Charlie Brown is a not a very happy guy. He's he's kind of like nihilistic and he's like Well, he's I really like, remember this very well. I remember Charlie being on <laughs> like I think his first part of the movie, he's he's talking maybe not even anyone. I might just be talking, but he's like, it's Christmas time. But I feel so depressed all the time. So kids, man. Yeah. I guess they were trying to live. No, I know. You know what's going through. Um, yeah, and he just like he goes to Lucy and she tries to seek psychiatric help, and then she's like she makes him director of the Christmas play. I have no memory of this, Adam. What it's the good. heck? It's so same, same. Yeah, and then um, but then he he does that, and then he he can't 
get anyone to like listen to him then he gets mad and they're like okay charlie brown go get a christmas tree and then while he's leaving one of the other side characters i don't even know their name is like yeah charlie brown do something right for once oh it's like oh my god no wonder he's so depressed yes. everyone like just hates he's him. getting buried yeah jeez um and then he does that and they bring they find the little tree that's like all withered they bring it back and then linus gives his speech about the meaning of christmas and then Charlie Brown gets depressed again and leaves and then they find him and then they are like, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. And then he's happy, I guess. (laughs) And then then it ends and they all sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing and it ends. But I think the main reason why it's so good to me, and I think this is pretty apparent to anyone who's watched it, um, but the main reason is the music. Yeah. It's like, like, I feel like this topic is probably going to come up later again, but it's maybe my favorite Christmas album. It's actually the the Charlie Brown Christmas by Vince Guaraldi. I think it's the second best jazz, second best selling jazz album of all time. Wow. It's only behind uh, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis, I think. Mm. And yeah, it's just like it sets the scene so well. It's weird because it's like you don't think of kind of a kid's Christmas special having this like jazz soundtrack and having all these sort of cool takes on a lot of traditional songs um but it just like that's what it is and it works so well there's something about the animation and the voice acting that is really like nostalgic for me even though it came out you know i think came out in 1965 so like obviously way before any of us were born or anything but it just like it it makes me feel very warm, even though it's not super happy all the time. But that's the holidays are about. Yeah, that's no, it, awesome. it, it really is what it is. But yeah, I I that's that's my second pick. I love it. I really love it. Yeah, Christian man, right back to you. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of great music, I think we're gonna have my own have to go with a extremely popular choice here, Polar Express. I watched that movie twice and I have no idea what point what happens. Listen, okay, Polar Express, first of all, it has like a nostalgia factor for me. Because that's another one I watched a lot when I was a kid. But also, I mean the music is amazing. You got Josh Groban in there singing Believe, believe in what your heart is saying, believe hear the melody that's playing. I mean, come on, lyrical genius Josh Groban right there. Also, just an amazing voice and great song. And then there's that one song where the girl's like in the back of the train. She's like, that's all I want when Christmas comes to town. You know that song? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There is some like elements of the movie where it's like, all right, like we got like, like the animation is not good at all. Like it's <laughs> actually just terrible. Like even for the time, it's really bad. It's very like, like it's uncanny just, valley. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like clay. Like they all like, they look like it was like, it looks like claymation, but like on a computer um but you know i just i like i like the story i like the way there's like physical movement within it you know like we're going to the north pole and then this is kind of just a weird thing that i have (laughs) i like when it's like you see like big places in like animated movies so like i don't know if like in toy story 2 like at the end when they're going through like the airport you guys know what i'm talking about yeah yeah. like like that scene is just like like pressed like ironed into my head and it's the same thing in polar express when they're going through like all the systems of like the north pole 
like i think like as a kid i was like enamored with that i was like wow like all the gifts like go down these slides and then onto these conveyor belts and the elves press the buttons to make the conveyor belts move and like it's just cool to see that stuff like depicted you know and then like put on a screen so i think that's another another big one um yeah i don't know i just I, it's it's also a 90 minute film also you know always a great Short thing that's, that's really nice yeah but yeah I, i'm i'm a big polar express fan um despite the haters out there that i know like, the hater hater <laughs> it's singular lauren well no nothing wrong with the polar express. Yeah, it's a great great movie that's... lauren oh let me also just say the hot sure. chocolate song how did i forget about that oh Ooh. yeah man that tom helped. hanks the scene kills it man kills it he delivers in that scene he delivers he i'm impressed Adam, man, the pig has come back to you. Or does Christian go again? Oh, that was was that, his, was that Christian's third pick or second pick? I think that was your second Christian. I just take another Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, um, I'm looking. I'm like looking up list of Christmas movies. I think top two. Should we stick well, with you? That could be. We, we, this is gonna be our like our dark horse. Okay. All right. Um, I, I did write some down. Let's see. Yeah, feed me some here. We like, got Prince of Switch Two. There's a sequel and a second sequel. All right. the The Holiday, Bad Santa. The Holiday is so. Uh, thing. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Home Alone oh, Two. Christmas, the Christmas Grinch, Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Miracle on Thirty Fourth. Oh, is that the Griswolds Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Honestly, I'm not even. A, yeah, Wally World. I'm a fan of the, that movie just for that phrase, to be honest. <laughs> and because my dad just loves that movie so much. He always used to call me Rusty whenever we were on road trips because I was like, like the zoned out like little kid. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not a big fan of the movie, but it does hold a special place in my heart. So uh, we'll, we'll give it to, um, you know, Griswold Family Vacation. I like okay. it. Are you able to fish anything out here from the depths of I the? I did. I did find one. Oh, nice! I'm confident. I've never seen Christmas Vacation, also, but I want to. I do too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So my my third pick is the Netflix animated movie Klaus, which came out in 2019. Mm. Um, I hadn't heard of this movie when it came out, but uh, I was told about it by a friend. It was by Ben Schuster. And he was like, dude, great dude. Yeah. He's like, watch this movie. It's, it's so, so good. Klaus? Klaus, like K L A U S. So, what this Klaus. movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's about this guy and he's like training to be a postman. And his dad is like the head postman. But this main guy is a big slacker. You know, he doesn't attend postman class mm. or, does any of his postman homework and his dad is like okay you know what i'm gonna like assign you to be the postman of this town called smearinsburg <laughs> and if you don't deliver and their family's like very rich and he's like if you don't deliver six thousand letters in one year i'm cutting you off like from our family so my guy's like oh my god what do i do and he goes to this town it's super standoffish it's very dark it's like super snowy and wintry. Uh, there's this sort of big feud amongst the two main families and everyone just like fights each other all the time. And he's like, how do I, how do I generate or, or process 6,000 letters? So what happens 
is he finds this toy maker in the woods. His name is Klaus. And he it basically gets to the point where he's, he tells kids, he's like, if you write a letter to like this guy, then they'll deliver you a toy. Which is what you do to Santa Claus. Right. Of course. So what this movie kind of does is it takes um, sort of a, like a fun look at the origins of a lot of things about Santa. Like there's a whole writing a letter thing that's explained the whole like bad kids getting coal. Uh, oh, wow. Your nice list. Yeah. Oh, that's nice for your mom, dude. Sleigh. You just put that out. Like, got any questions, kid? <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> Um, but it's really cool. The animation style is really cool because it's all it's hand drawn in 2D. But I think the way they lit it was using like 3D sort of elements and like CGI. So it makes for this just really like visually pleasing animation style. Um, the cast is really good. I think it was Norm Macdonald's last movie he was in before he died. Oh, wow. Maybe. or It was maybe. Wait, I don't know if that's right. Towards the end, though. he's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's he's really good. But yeah, it's 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 another it's a shorter movie as well. I think it's it's just over an hour and a half. Hmm. Um, but it's really cool. It's really fun, and it kind of got to me a little more emotionally than like I thought it would. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. It's really fun to watch, and it is actually like genuinely very funny. I think too. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of add that one to the movie. list. Yeah, nice. All right, well, for uh, for my my third and final pick here, I'm going to go uh, Eight Crazy Nights, which is not a Christmas movie. It is a Hanukkah movie. Oh, solid movie, dude. It is. They play basketball or something. They have a song? Yeah, it is. It's a song? I don't know. I don't know the song, but I haven't wow. seen it. I actually haven't seen it in a long time, but it's an Adam Sandler movie, and it just has everything I like in movies, which is Adam Sandler and basketball, and <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Terrible. Well, no. uh, I mean, like, it's hilarious, and it's very crude humor. Uh, it's, I mean, it, there's like, it, there's a moving part of it, I would say. Um, and it's like, it's, 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 there's some wholesome components, definitely some very crude humor. Um, and it's just, it's very fun, very kind of, you know, short and sweet movie. And I think it's worth seeing, especially if you have any interest in, in learning more about Hanukkah. Oh, um, and it is, yeah, it is I recommend it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I wouldn't say I would watch it solely for educational purposes, but it is a very fun movie. And you know, Adam Sandler just kills it as always. Um, and I recommend it. That's all I can say. It's rated terribly by the critics, but it's a very fun movie. So, uh, as you know, I'm very into Hallmark. <laughs> Stop looking at me, bro. Oh, no. Um, so, recently I watched Picture Perfect Royal Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this photographer who goes to... Uh, the kingdom of Pantrea to <laughs> photograph their Christmas time events, and she falls in love with the prince. The kingdom of Pantrea. <laughs> I love how they name these because I watch like a bunch of movies where they have to come up with some fake land, mm -hmm. and the way they name them, it's like Genovia. Or like, hey, Genovia is classic. Pantha's Princess Diaries, Pantha's yeah. Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I like movies where I can turn my brain off, unlike you guys. No, that's fair. So that's fair. I'd watch it, and their cast is very pretty. I enjoyed them. That is all. Yeah. That's, that's a valid choice. That's a valid choice. Oh, Holiday. for those who are trying to see it. 
Picture perfect royal Christmas. Picture perfect royal Christmas. Anybody needs a kingdom for their holiday? <laughs> it kind of sums it up. Sums up the movie well there too. Picture yeah. perfect royal Christmas. I mean, yeah, you know, it's on yeah, everything. You know, it's there with those like... movies in the titles. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if they named all movies like that? That would be wild. Yeah. You know, or like books, like you didn't even have to read the book or watch it's the movie. Tell you what it's like boy fall in love in park with girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Inside Blue and Davis would be a very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think one thing I learned today is that there are probably about six good Christmas holiday movies, and then <laughs> everything else is pretty bad. Except Klaus. Klaus maybe is selling. Really really yeah. Like, strong really picks. Like yeah. Adam, I think he won that draft. Uh, we'll see. But, um, Dude, I, just want, I think if, I just want to say if it took like a median year on our picks, I don't think you'd be in the past 20 years. No. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Lawrence Hallmark, you know. Yeah, no, this came out in yeah. 2021. That's a good point, though. I, you know, that I think the classics point. come from, you know, a while back and they stick around, which is the most, most impressive part. Yeah. We need we need another good Christmas movie, man. Spirited tried to do it. Will Ferrell coming back for another one. That yeah. Apple TV movie with Ryan Reynolds. I never watched it, but Didn't it didn't look it, too yeah. great. It looked kind of mid. Yeah. Love yeah. actually is 20 years old, right? Yeah, it's early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, this was good, guys. What we're going to do now, we're going to move on to another category. We're going to do a Christmas song, holiday song. Oh, this is a good one, Lauren. I'm gonna give you the first pick because you had the third. Good, because uh, I think the best song. Okay, go for wow. it. I right. know because I have this is my favorite Christmas song. I'll listen to it all year round. Please go for it. It's "I'll Be Home for Christmas," but it has to be Sinatra or Bing Crosby. Mm. I don't like when they make that song poppy. I think it's such yep. a good song. I think it's really a deep song, and yep. I kind of like how it's set, you know. And I think the meaning behind it. I think it's a beautiful song, and. But it, as long as it's Bing or Frank, absolutely like stellar, stellar pick by me. I really like that pick. That is a really good pick. That's, that's really hard to argue. Yeah. yeah. I am going to go, man, this is tough. I'm, you know, this is another song like Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, which is a really you know popular Christmas song. And I'm going to go specifically the Dean Martin version, um, which is also an Dean older Martin. one. He just has that very like, like if, if you listen to that song, you know that guy is like singing from like the, the, the 60s or something. And it has like a very kind of grainy feel to it. Um, and I don't know. I, I, that, that, that guy, I feel like, is just wearing a Santa hat while he's singing it. And, and um, I don't know. Makes me, that, when I heard that song, I know it's Christmas time. That's, that's my first pick. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's a good choice. Love Dean Martin. Yeah, he's great. Dean Martin's great. Yeah, I feel like, like crooners and Christmas songs go together so yeah. well. Yeah. Thanks. Adam, right. all you. Yeah. So surprise, surprise! My pick is Otanenbaum by Vince Guaraldi. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do it. It's so. Man. Is that that's, I don't know. That was a surprise for me. I think <laughs> he was talking about it. With it's from Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. Oh, I was thinking. Oh, I could. Yeah, it's like I've been. Do you know, it. Oh Christmas Tree. Oh Christmas Tree, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, Christmas oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Christmas Tree. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like da da da. What's that? Um, the theme, the piano. Minus and Lucy. Oh, Minus and Lucy. That's the oh. only. Every stage, Charlie Brown. Like, everything yeah. else in there is just background. Like all I know is that song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, yeah. Oh, Christmas Tree is also the probably better, uh, known name of it. But yeah, that's just another song that 
it's really warm and really nostalgic it just feels very cozy yeah just that first like because you know the first little part of it is just kind of solo piano and it is like pretty it has some like cool chords and cool modulations but then like it really picks up and then like the bass and then the drums uh kick in and then vince just starts like improving called vince like we're friends <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's really really cool and it's just a really cool song so yeah, that's that's my pick that was good. i like it man i like it christian you've got you've got the next two unique pick okay good because i was torn i was actually just very torn right now um because i'm between two songs and i think all right i think coming in at number four since it'll just be four and five so it's not too 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 big of a separation but number four is going to have to be the christmas song chestnuts roasting on an open fire oh. the christmas song yeah. yeah by uh by nat king cole i think it's oh, called the christmas song at least yeah yeah the christmas song um nat king cole i mean just what is that voice man i, yeah. I mean that is one of a kind that is one of a oh, kind pure. also that that song too i know everything i've selected today has been the nostalgia factor but that song too is just like like you hear that song like like i've heard that song on the radio for 22 years you know like that's just like ingrained in my head like as like okay christmas is here you know so i think that's one factor and then also just the song itself is great nat king cole's voice the arrangement like the song also has some nice like give and take with the whole like santa's on his way section mm-hmm. that kind of like pushes away from that like warm cozy feeling that it starts with the strings in the nat cole king or nat king cole arrangement oh my gosh Oh, yeah, that song is Christmas. And then at number two, a more recent pick. Very theatrical song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Number two, I'm going to have to go with um, Leslie Odom Jr., Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Ooh. Um, so specifically down. his version, because his voice is just so smooth, so velvety. That arrangement is just so pure, and it's just like... That that one too, I remember here because that album came out in like 2016 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing it in high school, and that like became like that is my Christmas album now. Like every Christmas, like that is the album I go to for like when I want to hear arrangements of Christmas songs. Um, and yeah, obviously Leslie Odom Jr. just another spectacular voice, one of a kind voice. So yeah, that's that was your four and five. I watched uh, a nationwide commercial like when you know I was watching at cable TV, and I saw yeah this yeah movie. yeah. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing. And it was for a nationwide commercial. I thought it was so stunning. And I like scoured the internet. I was like, nation co- nationwide commercial. And I could only remember like half the words. So like half an hour. I'm like, oh my God, this Leslie Odom Jr. guy is fantastic. And then he made it so big. In life, I was so happy for him. I was like, you are so yeah. Even the commercial when he's saying it, it was so beautiful. Yeah, I, I also did the same thing with that commercial. I literally have it as on my on my playlist. That commercial on my YouTube yeah. playlist. <laughs> you can play the, the the little jingle on the guitar too. I can play the jingle on the guitar, and I do yeah. play the jingle on guitar at the as much as possible. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam, I think is this. Do you have the seventh pick? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it goes back. Six, to maybe six. Yeah, oh, yeah six, six. Pick. six pick. The buddy healed. I don't know if he's the six pick. Um. <laughs> This is a song, my, my next pick is a song that I didn't even really get into until this year. Um, But it would be This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Oh. Yes. I think other than being a great Christmas song, it's just a really good song. Even if it wasn't like Christmas, just like, 
just really nice like changes and it's it's catchy it's really really like just full of life it's so much fun that's that's what i would pick i think a funny thing about that is i don't think it's even on like a christmas album it's just on one of his albums it just is a christmas song that's just not like a normal album oh i think that's really funny that's such a flex that's just an album yeah I'm so glad you picked that song because that was going to be my next pick. So I'm glad it got in at number seven. Okay. I didn't, I, that song does not deserve to be like number 11 or whatever I'm about to have. It's such a good song. It's just like, yeah, it's just really, really cool. It's a really, really good Dude, song. it's a Christmas song that like makes you want to dance, you know? Yeah. Like you want to like move. You want to move to it. Like how often does that happen? You're not, not like you don't, you're not, I'm not talking like Jingle Bells, like, like do the robot. It's like you want to like get up and groove, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, cool. yeah. I that one. I never heard Donny uh, Donny Hathaway's version. It was fun. I remember Christian was telling me I, it might have been about that song or a different Donny Hathaway song. He was like, "Oh yeah, it's Donny Hathaway," and I was like, "What? The guy from Mulan?" And I was thinking of Donny Osmond. I was uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> "Donny Hathaway is so different yeah. from this Donny Osmond." Do I'll make a man out of you? <laughs> yeah, no, Donny Hathaway definitely didn't do that. But yeah, that's yeah. This Christmas, Donny Hathaway's next pick. That is a great pick. I I am gonna pick. Um, it's when we were at DSO, thanks to the great Denzel. I'm gonna have to go with "Oh Come All You Faithful," Ooh. just because. Oh, of, I mean the there way are songs, dude. Not gonna lie, there might be, but, there uh, might be a Denzel Sinclair. But the Denzel Sinclair, when we heard him say it live, and he the way he pronounces "triumphant," it is, not, <laughs> it is triumphant. I don't know. and triumphant. The I become one. <laughs> And it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure to listen to. And Denzel has that silky smooth voice. And, uh, you know, it, it's a solid song performed by a transcendent artist. And I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm glad we had the privilege of hearing it live. Oh, it was, it was, I hope he listens to this. I hope Denzel is. That is you know, I was going to say, that's a great choice. Can you, can you imagine Denzel Sinclair hearing himself like around all these other songs and like arrangements and names, like <laughs> some <laughs> random Canadian jazz singer? With all Bing Crosby, Johnny Hathaway, and Dixel Dixel <laughs> well, Lauren just said Dixel. Dixel. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Clean Claire. Clean Claire. Anyway, so my pick one, it's Please Come Home for Christmas. And you don't know that one? I think that was, was your that number one pick. No, that was. That's Happy- a good one. No, no, thank you, Christian. It's a different song. Yeah. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh, oh no, no. my bad. You know, she wants him to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Christian. God, it's, got a, it's, it's like a shuffle type song, right? It's like, it's like, don't, 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 like that kind of thing. Right? It's like bells will be ringing. The don't, sad, don't, bad news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, it's very good. Okay. I prefer when it's sung by a woman. I'm not hugely attached to any specific one Etta james does it really well mm. and then kelly clarkson if you're into more modern does it super well as well but i prefer not like necessarily any female but i prefer when a female sings it wow fair enough That's- i gotta hear the Etta james i gotta hear the Etta james version i didn't even know that existed oh yeah she's she's a great mm. what a beaut queen yeah yeah the next pick one. Oh, i do mm-hmm. yes oh god um, I'm debating if I want to go, you know, more modern or more. You know what I think I want to do? Uh, 
Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, Bruce Springsteen. That like big old brass, but <laughs> it's really good when he does it. And it's just, it's very, uh, it's this big burly like Santa. I really like it. I think it's got a lot of energy. It's a good song. That is a good song. He has a really good cover of that song too. I mm-hmm. see the, the raspy part, it, it does help. No, I think it brings a lot of really cool energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I got to get the title right here. Hold on a second. Yeah, just we wish you Merry Christmas, but specifically the Phineas and Ferb cast. I just, I don't know if you've seen that episode. It's like, we wish, like they just speed it up a lot. It, yeah. And it, running around the tree with those little ropes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it is, it, they just kill it. I don't even know what to say other than they no, just kill it. Fire, fire, Phineas and Ferb soundtrack of the Christmas movie. I will yeah. They have a lot of good songs. Like, no, this, dude, yeah. about the shoelace, like Aglet song. They don't mess around on that show. Dude, S I M P squirrels in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no chickens, ain't got no rats. I saw him beef schools in my pants. That's a great one, too. Yeah, so I got to give some love to Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks. That's a good pick. I love Phineas and Ferb. They're great, man. They don't miss. Wow, Phineas and Ferb has been brought up like quite a few times this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something irrelevant. Think again. Oh. I think I would, I would go... I would go Santa Claus is coming to town, but the version by the Jackson Five. Mm, oh. That's a good, really good choice. Because when um, is it Michael goes Santa? Yes, that's so good. I I I've noticed like it's cool because of Christmas songs like the tunes are familiar, but it's like oh I like this version or I like this version. Mm. It's like, you know they're the same songs, but it's cool to see each artist put their own spin on them. But yeah, I really, yeah. I really like the Jackson Five. Uh, version of Santa Claus coming to town. It's just got a lot of energy and it's a fun song. It's exciting. Very exciting when Santa comes to oh. town. Oh yeah. Uh good time here. It is, yeah. It's just a yeah and it's better not you know, cry. Better not cry. I don't know why I said that. No, because I know but it's the way it's the way he said it was so he's like better not cry. You very rhythmic. Yeah. But no yeah I like that. I like the uh you know, Motown sound is yeah, really, yeah. really cool. So Jackson is great. Yeah, I would say that. All right, last pick, Frank. Yeah, yes, go sir. for it. I think um, you know, there's nothing that really stands out to me, I guess, that I can think of. So I'm gonna go with this. I don't know if it belongs here, but it's a great one. I think it's worth mentioning. Anderson Pox cover. Of O Tannenbaum or or not O Tannenbaum? Is it which one is it? I have no idea what O Tannenbaum oh, is, but Anderson. Adam, Bob. you know it. I know you sent it to me. It's so. Good. Oh, it's Linus and Lucy, isn't it? It might. Be. You know what? It's not even a Christmas song. It's Linus and Lucy. We're gonna call it a Christmas song. I don't know why it feels like a Christmas song when Anderson Park does it. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say was, it's got points for me for reimagination. Take something everyone knows and do it in a completely different way. You know, like how many covers of Linus and Lucy can you find? Probably like ten hundred million, million, right? And they're all like kind of doing the same exact thing. But then yeah. he gets in there, he like changes up the time signature. He throws a little like like some vocals on there, like some yes lords. You know, he like is playing the drums in the background. It has like a horn section. Um, it feels Christmassy. I think if you guys listened, you would you would understand what I'm getting at. But yeah, it's like it's a great yeah. it's a great cover. Yeah. yeah, that was I really, really good. Like that. Lots of, he's a very creative guy. I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I feel like everything he does, I'm like, wow, this is really. Well, he's very really artistic. Good. I like listening to his stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, it's very innovative. Ingenuous isn't a word. Ingenuous. Ingenious. No, I'm trying to say like ingenuity, but as a. He <laughs> has a lot of ingenuity. Yeah, he's, he's an ingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that one in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> is, is ingenuous the there's like disingenuous but oh is it is it i don't know if ingenuous <laughs> is a word i thought it was disingenuous i mean we need to make it a word i agree good guy he's creative yeah. you know yeah but they need to make that a word describe him too yeah i think in ingenious i think is the correct pronunciation uh, i was like oh he's genius like no offense but like i feel like that's like limited like you're a genius like that's like very small person of the world. It's fair. Yeah, no offense to Anderson. Not yeah. to throw that around. Yeah, you don't throw that term thing. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we're gonna do one more category. We're only get one pick for this one. Um, but let's do favorite holiday tradition. And I think so. Christian's had number one overall pick. Lauren has had number one overall pick. Adam, you're gonna have number one overall pick oh, for this one. Favorite ho- general holiday tradition doesn't have to be Christmas. Just kind of in this time of year. Okay. Um, it could it could be just feeling warm inside if you want it to be. That'd be lame. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a lot of pressure having the number one pick. It is. It is. Um, I think you don't want to go a little Sam Sam Bowie or anything like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh no, that was he was second pick after Hakeem. My bad. Yeah, Hakeem was a good pick. Hakeem was a pretty solid <laughs> pick. Yeah, I think it would be so every year either. My family drives to Philadelphia to see my cousins and my aunt and uncle, or uh, they drive here and we spend about five days together. And it's a lot of fun because we don't get to see them a ton because schedules and they're a little far away. Sure. Uh, so it's always something I'm I'm looking forward to. And yeah, it's actually like they're here right now. Um, which is a lot of fun. So I, I would say just, I mean, and just seeing family in general. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my brother came back from uh, LA. So all five of us are back home, which is really cool. Yeah. And then like when we we're up at school, going back home for two or three weeks is so nice. So oh. I think, yeah, just, just being with family, being home together. I think that's probably my favorite sort of holiday thing. Beautifully said. <laughs> I have nothing to add other than that was awesome. Well said, Mr. Adam. Yeah. Thank you. We're gonna swing it around. And an awesome tradition. An awesome tradition. Yeah, and an awesome tradition. Yeah. Um, Christian, second pick's all you. Um, my favorite holiday tradition is definitely every Christmas Eve for the past twenty-five years. Um, my parents have hosted my mom's family. My mom's immediate family is all of her brothers and her parents. And every Christmas Eve, without miss, even during COVID. Um, well, not everyone has been able to come every year because of COVID and things of the sort, but. Sure. Um, the event has still gone on and, you know, we all, we all come together. We all like after church, everyone comes over here. Um, my mom and my grandma always put together amazing food spread. Uh, we, we do gifts. It used to be like when we were the kids, we were the ones that like, you know, just anxiously waiting, like, all right, we gotta, you know, everyone gets here. We get through like the little appetizers and whatever we eat dinner. And like, now we can finally open our gifts. And I would always get the coolest gifts from my uncles. Uh, Cause this was like before they had kids. So they would like really spoil us. But now they all have kids that are like super young. So we get to like watch them get spoiled, um, which is which is always fun. And then my favorite part is we always play this card game, this uh, Iraqi card game called Konkan. And this past like three or four years, I've been able to start playing with my uncles, and my grandpa and my dad. 
and uh, we always do a little little bit of gambling and uh, lost nice. all my money this year. So that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know lost the, all my money yeah, in one of the card games. The but you know what? Every Christmas Eve, I feel just a little bit more motivated to to work a little bit harder to to, to get better at the game. But I'm I'm competing against my grandpa who's been playing this game his whole life. So, so it's, it's, uh, cool yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura, we're gonna swing around to you for the for the third pick. I really enjoy giving and receiving gifts. Yeah, I really like it when you know how you can see on their face, even if they're not a very emotional person. You're like, oh, crushed it in the gift department right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. And then. For gifts, there's a bunch of stuff in life that I want, but I would never buy myself. Yes. Got some high-end makeup. I would never buy high-end makeup, but like I want it. Yeah. So unless I want to rob people, like, you know, I never did. So I asked my aunt and she got me some. I'm so happy, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, or like I usually would never shop at the store, but this sounds great, you know? Yeah. So that's, and I love, I do love getting gifts. I wish gifts didn't cost money because I enjoy giving people gifts. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, that's a very fair opinion. I also wish they didn't cost money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, I think, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 Dolly. I was going to say, I think you nailed it. I think the best kind of gift to get is the one that you want, but you would never get for yourself. Yeah. Like, I love when I get like a new pair of like nice shoes. Like, I'm never going to go spend hundreds of dollars on like a nice pair of shoes but if someone gives them to me like i'm not gonna go return them you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like all right but i do like when i give other people gifts too yeah you know? I, I love the anticipation of like you're like oh i know i have this thing for them yeah like, i can't wait to give it to them but yeah it's like they mention something in passing like a while back and you give it to them oh yeah oh, you, you show that you show that you care you know yeah it's a good I'm yeah like, i was listening dude yeah definitely that is solid Lauren. appreciate that young I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. This isn't so much like a. It's a kind of late holiday. I'm gonna go the New Year's Eve party my, that my cousins have every year, because it is just. If you guys don't know the Jennings, Zach and Jacob came on in a previous episode. It is just a very fun family, and this is the first. I think this can be the first one at their new house this year, and it is just you know something zany happens every year, and like their you know their dogs are always pooping. <laughs> Or puking, and so you know, there's gonna be something crazy going on, or somebody, somebody's gonna get their phone taken because Harper's gonna, you know, eat it, and uh, you know, there's, I don't know, I'm, there's more than just the pets. I'm giving every dog like there's a bunch of humans <laughs> I, as well. Yeah, it's a great, great company, <laughs> a great group of people, and you know, I just, I love it every year. I look forward to it every year. Um, a lot of times we end up sleeping over, and then my aunt makes pancakes the next morning, and they are electric you. pancakes. I don't know what she does, but they're amazing. And, uh, and you know, that Michigan's playing this year and I think in the Fiesta Bowl on uh, New Year's Eve. So it's going to be a great day. Um, and I'm looking forward to it and I look forward to it every year. So that's a good tradition. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. I, and ring it, ring in the new year with some family, man. Yeah. It's tough to be. Oh, yeah. Max Lesson saying if he was here right now. I oh, every year Max tells me he's like, Christmas and Thanksgiving are for family, Fourth of July and New Year's are for friends. <laughs> I never go to you know the events that are taking place, but um, yeah, Max. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it's it's tough to choose, you know. But um, well, it's good that we're on New Year's because I wanted to do one more quick thing. We go around the circle real fast. Is that uh, any New Year's resolutions for you guys? Mm. My perpetual to... one is to become super hot. Oh, um. 
last year um yeah i just want everything in life you know i just really annoying to have well I, I, everything is very no, different no, than specifically <laughs> i want to be like i want to cure cancer i'm gonna be super hot uh i want to be like what else i i don't know i just want everything i like which is annoying because it's like it's tough. That's hard, you know. One step at a time, Lauren. One step at a time. One New Year's resolution at a time. <laughs> we'll see you in we'll see you in 3033. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Once you you gotta you gotta prioritize prioritize your mortality. Um, anybody else want to go? I, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you guys are just unmotivated, clearly. Ha, get some. Well, I declared mine yesterday. Do you remember walk on? Give me, give me a hint. Um, it has to do with you. Oh, you want to get me to go on a vacation where I don't have to do any work during the vacation or after the vacation? Wow, or before the vacation. It's just, I'm so Lauren, Lauren, you think you think we can make it happen this year, Lauren? Alex, you really do work on vacation? I did it. I was listen. It was. It, it was <laughs> I'm, in Vegas. I'm a victim of circumstance. Okay. In Vegas. I had a big presentation when we got back. Oh. There's a picture of you, hotel business center. It's a, that's a, that's <laughs> that is a that is a cursed picture. Bro, I, I think I put it on Instagram too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it is on Instagram. Yeah. It's a good one. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. That's a good resolution. I'm, I'm not sure I have any like actual New Year's resolutions. Um, maybe a New Year's continuation mm-hmm. of, <laughs> I guess I'm not, I'm not really changing anything, but continue seeing some more live music now that I live in New York and it's just, oh, you know, ample answer. supply there. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead Don't let that slip even as I get busier. Yeah. Yes. I've been trying to travel more. Yeah. That's happen. a good one, Lauren. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple. I've been trying to, to read more. Mm-hmm. Trying to work on my three-point shot. I've had a really rough go of it and pick up basketball lately. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. But I think my confidence is just gone. And I just don't even drive to the rim anymore. And so I'm, I'm trying to work on my perimeter game. Um, and I'll keep you guys updated. And then I would just – I would love to get taller. I'd love to – yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, a three-point game is great for the short kings. I know. Good. But if I could I'm, – I'm just asking for 5'10". I'm not asking for – I know it's a lot. That's, what I, are you? Know. you? I'm like in the five eight five nine range. What you know? does that mean? You're one or the other. I don't know. I haven't you're got five eight. You don't want to admit you're five eight. No, well, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. But it's not nice. If I could just eat, if I could eat out another inch, inch and a half, and you'll get five ten. I would be super happy. But you know, listen, bro, I don't need all three. If I could just read more and get my three point percentage up a little bit, I'm gonna be psyched. All right, because you're not growing, so let's. Thanks for your glass half full mentality, Lauren. I mean, yeah, I like to be taller too. You don't see me like. All right. It's not over till it's over, man. Yeah. It's over for me. My bones have feet. <laughs> you got another growth spurt in you, bro. I can see it. I can feel it's coming. It. It's coming. Yeah. I know. I eat Surprise. so much food. Yeah. <laughs> you can get wider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Poppy? She agrees. Yeah. See if that discontinues. I'll go take care of that. Appreciate it, man. I probably depart anyway. Are you sure? Cut this part okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Wait, Bye, Lauren. Adam, take it away, man. Yeah, I think a resolution is this is a little more bigger. 
in terms of it's not like one specific thing, but I just think it's like following through more with things. Because I have a really bad habit of starting things. And this could be like starting a book or starting to make something and then just abandoning it. And a lot of the times there's no consequence to like stopping this thing uh, other than just like stopping it. Because I don't know, I just, I, I, I lose motivation really easily on these types of things. And I think it would be really cool to be able to just finish things just for my own sake. And, you know, yeah. not even because they have to be anything, but just to to do it for myself. So I think just working on that is something I'm definitely trying to do now, but also we'll try to do in the new year too. That is an awesome resolution. I will say so. That was a good one. Yeah. As, as someone who is familiar with some like projects that Adam has started, like we are going to benefit from that too. So oh, I'm super pumped well. about that and coming into the year. And I have a, I'm very sure they're going to succeed in that realm. I appreciate that. That, that is an awesome one. That's I, I think if we're doing a New Year's resolution draft, I think you just won. And, uh, and the guy at the last pick, I mean. 100%. 100%. And if yeah. you made it this far in the podcast, you get rewarded. Please follow Peters and Kasab. Your follow request will be accepted and you'll be able to see the fruits of Adam's labor. Yes. Yep. The, the Instagram tag will be in the bio for this episode. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, listen, we got to get, we got to get a little sports thing in here. And I, this is my... This is my submission. I, I, I This was on like an ESPN list of like big sports moments of the year. This is my submission for sports moment of the year. So I'm going to start off. I want to give you guys two NBA stat lines. Or not two NBA stat lines. Or two basketball stat lines. Okay. Right. So first one, 27.1 points a game, 7.5 rebounds, 7.3 assists, 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks, 50.5% from the field, 34.5% from three. So that's, that's like really good. Mm-hmm. It's like very solid. The other stat line, 26.8 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, 7.5 assists, 1.5 steals per game, half a block. The shooting splits are 46.1 and 36.3. It's virtually like the same player, honestly. You know, it's like there's very little difference there. So the first one is LeBron James' career numbers. Okay. What do you, who do you think the second one is? LeBron James this year. No, no, actually. That's a good guess. That is a really good guess, though. And it's probably, it's probably really similar to what his stats are this year. Is it like, hmm. is it uh, MB3? <laughs> <laughs> MB3 is probably averaging like like nine points and three rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> he was out last night. Um, hmm. Is it this season, someone? It is someone for their career. For their career. Yep. Hmm. Oh, is it like. Are they a current or recent player? They are a current player. They're a current player. Not necessarily the NBA. Not <laughs> what? I'm gonna I'm gonna end your guy's suffering oh. because Oh, not- is it that one guy, that big guy from France? It is, is not Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Unfortunately. Um and you know, there's not a lot of twenty seven, seven and sevens in the world, but there is in Iowa. It is junior guard Caitlin Clark in women's collegiate basketball. Wow. And she is electric and i was i saw that this moment earlier in the year she had back-to-back 30 point triple doubles which has never been done in, co- in college basketball history Damn. you know men's college basketball women's college basketball and i was looking at like all-time college like career stats and you have like some of the best all-time women's basketball players like like i was looking like diana tarasi right mm-hmm. they all go to uconn i mean they're always on stack teams and because of that their stats aren't like that like gaudy, Dude. like it's like Carl Anthony Towns, like he averaged like ten points a game and he was the first overall pick. Like sometimes you just no. There was a point where UConn's women team, I think, won like 
literally like 90 games in a row. Yeah, their roster is always loaded. Loaded roster. But she, so Caitlin Clark has the second highest points per game in Division I women's basketball history. She looks like she's going to be absolutely sick in the WNBA. And, you know, college basketball has been around for 120 plus years. She has done something this year that no one else has ever done. And there's a fairly good chance no one else will ever do it again. Back to back, 30 point triple doubles. That's probably been done. You can probably count on your hand how many times it's been done in like the NBA. So in just basketball. Wow. So insane. Yeah. yeah. She is a tank. I did, was not that familiar with her. I like looked at some highlights. She's elite. I think the biggest thing is like I mean, 7.5 assists per game like mm-hmm. as a collegiate player, which is really pretty rare. So maybe she's the next Sue Bird, except like a more prolific scorer. But yeah. um, that's my submission for sports moment of the year. That's, back to back. that's really cool. I thought that was crazy. That yeah. is a crazy good one. Yeah. Wow. That's all I got. Though. I mean, you guys have any submissions for sports moment of the year, or it could be just like your moment of the year that you're highlighting real. It's hard to narrow it down to one. Yeah. I got to say beating Ohio state was pretty cool. Again, that was, I mean, last year was like, I mean, last year was that, that was like a sports moment of my life. And it was our last game ever of college and it was snowing. It was freezing. We just like, edged out the win, but this year just absolutely dominating them, watching it with the boys. I mean, what a great time. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And I say Noah Kim's one touchdown. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no. Huge moment for Michigan State. Oh, He's the future. Future's no. bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All aboard the, the – I don't know. I was trying to think of a pun, and I couldn't. The Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. <laughs> I like that. Holy cow. Um, For, like – Legitimately, <laughs> I think hmm. these are this is a huge homer take. Go for it, man. But it's been like Killian Hayes for the Pistons in the last two months. The guy's ascending. He's yeah. finally starting to show his you know the real ability. The guy can defend, he can distribute, yes, he can, can he score? He has been scoring, yeah. is the thing. So, like, yes. And the, the, he's like, he's not putting up like 30 points a game. Sure. But it's because he started the year so bad. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was shooting. This isn't three-point shooting. This is overall shooting in, like, the 20s. I think his three-point percentage was in the teens. He just had no confidence. And yeah. I think a lot of it was mental because he has, like, he's good. Like, he – or well, he wasn't good. But <laughs> you guys sound like me and pickup except minus the potential. <laughs> No. Yeah. I mean, like he has all the physical tools. He has good size. He has good vision. He's good on ball defender. Never mind. Does not sound like me. It's like, <laughs> um, but it just I think his mental sort of fortitude was not very strong. Um, and then something clicked. You know, maybe it was you know Cade being out for the season. Then Killian Hayes gets a lot more responsibility. Which I think if this was Killian Hayes from a year ago or even as a rookie. I don't think he would have like ascended to the task. I think he would have just like sort of regressed probably into his own health and not been very good. Um, if you've been like on NBA Twitter or Reddit or Instagram and seen the Killian Hayes slander, like it's really bad. People yeah. are like, this guy is the worst player in the NBA. It's like, this guy's a bust. It's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is just stuff. How'd they take him seventh overall? Um, but just to see him in the last two months and to see, you know, obviously it's cool to see like he's been putting up more numbers, but just to see how he's been playing and how he's been doing it 
it looks like he's having more fun and he's like more confident instead of like looking to pass the ball away he's like give me the ball i'm like i can score i can do this and he yeah. does it and it's just it's really really cool to see i love that man that's, I guess that's a great pick that's it's a, it's a sleeper saying. pick but it's a great pick yeah it's i've been because i think when they that draft class was and i started following the pistons really really closely mm-hmm. so yeah so i feel like you've been along for the ride yeah a little bit you might my child <laughs> never stop believing, <laughs> never stop supporting. So, yeah. like it happens that. when you're a Detroit sports fan, man. It really just a yeah. life of a life of misery for the most part. I know, the, the, yeah, the uh-huh. Pistons suck. The Pistons, so they lost the game last night to the Clippers. They were ahead by 15 points, which with like two minutes left. I saw this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a statistic. And it's like teams that are trailing by 15 points uh, with two minutes left. They This is like in the last 30 years or something. The amount of wins they have, it's like two wins to like 2,000 losses. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers now have made that like three. I think it's, it was like a historically bad collapse. I was also at the game in person. Probably a lively environment, though. It was fun for the first 45 minutes <laughs> of the game time. And then the last, like, three minutes were just so rough. But... Yeah. Maybe it'll be a brighter year ahead. Brighter 2023 for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying that. Yeah, it, it's not going to be. It's but... not going to be. Bro, they're just rebuilding, bro. They're just rebuilding. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, just oh, rebuilding. Yeah. Just, yeah. We're just yeah. It's a young team, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mistakes. Well, I've got one more thing to, to say here before we we uh we end this here. Let's uh Christian, you've been watching Ted Lasso. We've talked yeah. about Ted Lasso multiple times on this podcast. Can we just get a quick some quick thoughts about your experience thus far? Have you finished the, the second season yet? No, I so I watched another episode today. I watched the one where it's just Beard alone. Okay. Now I got three episodes episode. left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one was a little weird. But yeah, I love that show. I mean, listen, so I'm I'm not a, a TV watcher normally. And it's something, you know what, maybe that's my New Year's resolution. Watch more TV. I guess a lot of people say watch less TV. But yeah. I don't watch TV at all. Like the last show, I like I watch like the occasional miniseries. I watch like the OJ Simpson one. I watch the Central Park Five one. But like the last like show show I remember watching is Lost in sophomore year of high school. I've been wow. the whole entire thing. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV. It takes a lot for me to watch a show. But Ted Lasso, easy 30-minute episodes, it's digestible, it's funny, it's, you know, it makes you feel warm for the most part, you know? And it's got good characters. It has really, like, it has a good balance. Like, I often like to think about, like, like in a movie or in a show um, or in, like, a theatrical show, like, like what's, like, the overall balance of, like, the piece? Like, is it all, like, is every character, like, dark? Or is every character, like, sad? Is every character funny? Like... And Ted Lasso has like a, a nice strikes like a nice balance with like Ted being like so positive and optimistic and like Rebecca kind of like like starting kind of like hard and like softening a little bit. You got like the psychiatrist going through her own thing and I'm having a good time watching it. I'm excited for season three. I, I don't know when it's coming. It's coming this year. I hope so, man. I mean, it's been apparently the thing is so Jason Stakus is like one of the executive producers now. And he's being very, like in a good way, but just very meticulous and making it perfect. So I think that's kind of delaying mm-hmm. the release. There's been like no, I've, I have been scouring the internet. There's no even rumors about when the release is. So I imagine, I imagine it has to be sometime in 2023, but who's to say when? Hmm. Yeah. Shout out Apple TV. Got me on yeah. the platform for three months. Well, for free. 
the three month right. free trial thing. But still. that's how we all watched Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yep. I'm, yep. I, I'm trying to wait. I'm going to wait until season three comes out. Then you can just get it all then, in. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. I think yeah. so. I'm glad you're yeah. liking it, man. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. That's everything we've got today, guys. We'll uh, we hear a little Leo barking in the background. That's our cue. Yeah, I think it's, I think <laughs> but, it's probably because Julia just got home, if I had to uh, guess. I got you. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, thank you guys so much for, for doing this today. And uh, everybody listening, happy holidays, happy new year. And we'll uh, we'll see you next year, right? <laughs> hey, that's see right. See you all next year. Ending <laughs> off on a terrible joke. Um, but in all seriousness, happy holidays, happy new year. And uh, and yeah, we'll see you. I don't want to say we'll see you next year again. We'll see you next time. Bye.